Balakun, a bridge to Ukraine. Join the conversation at balakun.co. Balakun, міст в Україну. Долучайтесь до наших розмов на 3w.balakun.co. So welcome, episode two. How are you feeling about episode two, Veet? I'm excited about it. Yeah. I have much uh, information and I'm proud of what I've learned. The topic we're doing today is exciting startups that we like from Ukraine and possibly one or two from New Zealand as well. And actually, we'll talk about those businesses that started as startups and developed into well-known businesses. Like uh, Ukraine's startup ecosystem has been uh, rapidly involved in recent years. It uh, gained recognition on the global stage uh, for its uh, innovation, technical talent, uh, entrepreneurial spirit. And we have many skilled people uh, in technology, especially in things like computer software, artificial intelligence, online shopping, cybersecurity. And one of the key strengths of Ukrainian start- uh, startup landscape is its uh, highly skilled workforce who are technically proficient professionals, uh, many uh, of whom have experience working with multinational corporation or uh, leading uh, tech companies, as we have uh, many people who started abroad and gained their experience there, and they brought that experience back home and bought their own business. Mm-hmm. And in re- recent years, Ukrainian startups have gained significant attention and funding from both domestic and international investors. And this increased investment activity has been crucial in fueling the growth of uh, promising startups, enabling them to scale their uh, operations, develop innovative products and expand into new markets. Actually, we have this DIA digital infrastructure that's uh, really amazing and uh, has no similarities in the world like there's no such thing in the world uh, as uh, you have all your documents in your smartphone uh, i'll stick to it a bit as um, uh, one of the products of dia is education and small business support Mm-hmm. So, uh, their digital infrastructure has uh, several products for different purposes, as I mentioned. There's uh, this cool app that I mentioned, that you talked about, and it allows to have uh, all these documents in your phone, such as uh, ID, passport, birth certificate, tax ID, driver license, car registration, COVID certificates, and other important stuff. And there's a dear portal for citizens and for business that allows uh, to receive governmental bills and some certificates, official information bills, and you can register your business there, your uh, sole trade business. You can manage your taxes, you can uh, search for grants, you can use digital signature with this portal and uh, with app uh, also and a lot of other useful stuff and DA itself was first presented on September 27th uh, 2019 uh, by the Minister of Digital Transformation of Ukraine as a brand of state in smartphone project. When I heard about it for the first time, I thought it might be some kind of uh, limited or even unrealistic project. Yet, uh, Vice Prime Minister and Minister of Digital Transformation, Mikhailo Fedorov, announced uh, the creation of a mobile app 
and web portal that would unite in single place all the services provided by the state to citizens and business. And in 2020, in the beginning of 2020, the mobile app was officially launched. And uh, during the presentation, uh, our president, Volodymyr Zelensky, said that 9 million Ukrainians have now access to their driver license and car registration. While Prime Minister of that time, Oleksiy Honcharuk, called the implementation of the state in smartphone project a priority for the government. I have no driver license, uh, neither do I have a car, so I remember downloading it and wondering what use it would be. And eventually I had my ID, tax ID, and it was awesome. Mm -hmm. And uh, during COVID, by the time vaccine became available, a lot of people started to use DIA app in order to get vaccination certificate there. And eventually international certificates started to be recognized uh, by the, the other countries. So you could uh, just authorize in DIA app, uh, go abroad and uh, show the certificates and uh, Many European countries recognized it and you, you don't have to have paper once with you. Is it also a way for referendums or? It's more like polls. It's not polls. referendums. I see. Yeah, I see. yeah. It's more like governmental polls. Uh, there were some polls about uh, Eurovision, like who will be on the jury? What do you do with Ukraine mother? Motherland, yeah, this uh, stage here. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. What you would, will do with the Soviet symbol on it? Not, uh, not that uh, everyone in Ukraine has this app, but uh, the majority do, and um, it's in use for the government to know their opinion of uh, citizens about what's uh, what they what they think about it. Yeah, but nothing would be legally binding on the app. It was just a way of gauging the public opinion about certain things. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And when there were some discussions about elections during war, there was um, a thought that you can use the app, but many people uh, recalled it was uh, controversial to yeah. use it. Yeah, yeah. I see. And actually, uh, speaking in terms of uh, small business support, uh, there are two uh, products. It's uh, Dear City and Dear Business. Mm -hmm. uh, Dear City is an infrastructure, uh, like virtual infrastructure for uh, tax residency. In 2019, in May, the government presented this uh, Dear City as a large-scale project uh, which would establish the virtual model of free economic zone, like it says. And it provides unique uh, tax and legal space uh, for IT business, making it easier, less expensive, and in comparison with other countries' tax uh, taxations, has twice uh, lower taxation and it's um, uh, possible not for only Ukrainian business and for international business to be residents of this dear city. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, speaking of dear business project, it's uh, a national project, project for development of entrepreneurship and exports. Mm -hmm. And uh, this project has two components, its online portal and a network of uh, support centers for entrepreneurs. And um, uh, it's uh, the key point of support. Uh, 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 there are two. Uh, these are two key points of uh, small business support. They have their uh, developed small and medium business uh, 
is the key to economic stability and development. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, their philosophy. And uh, the third product that I wanted to talk about uh, regarding small business support or medium business support is uh, DA Education. Uh, it's a portal for people who want to be entrepreneurs or uh, they want to change their uh, occupation, uh, like try different new professions or just to have some uh, media proficiency or cybersecurity proficiency. It has more uh, than 200 uh, educational products and already two and a half million certificates were issued by this project. So how widely is it used? What percentage of the population used here? Oh, Approximately. I don't have statistics. <laughs> Me personally, I use it and I enjoy it. <laughs> I yeah. enjoy it. I think that uh, most of us uh, students use it. It's mm. more uh, like a younger population, I think. Uh, and uh, um, those people who have uh, smartphones, I can say. Right. Uh, right. It gained that popularity, actually, during COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so as you a, have a way this of... uh, COVID uh, vaccine, vaccine certificates. And, yeah. Uh, it was the main uh, mean of gaining popularity. We should, <laughs> we should start our, our conversation um, by saying our background, because I think you've worked for a startup or do work for a startup without giving away too much information. We, we don't claim to be experts about any of the topics we talk about, but <laughs> in this case, um, we've both worked at startups, I think. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, but uh, the startup uh, I mean is not a startup anymore. It's more like mm -hmm. a company. It's, uh, it's not worldwide known, but it's represented in uh, many countries and we have clients from different countries. So it won't be right to tell that it is a startup. But yeah. when we started, we started it's like a startup. We search for new ideas, some cases, and uh, it was a constant brainstorming. Yeah. And so that's that's the same for me. We are now an established company. But when I first started at the company where I work, we were a startup of about 15 people. So my my background is more in the kind of biotech industry. How about you? Are you more in IT? IT and hotel industry. We we know a little bit about what we're talking about this time, <laughs> since we both work at, start, at worked at startups. But should we should we go to the news now? As an yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah? Okay. So my the story that I picked today was about the closing of the Finnish border. And to be honest, I'm At surprised last. it it took so long. I'm surprised they didn't yeah. close it a lot a lot sooner. And it seems as though this um shipping of of uh, asylum seekers is the same thing that happened to the Polish border from Belarus. Do you think that's true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, like uh, yeah, this uh, hybrid war against Europe. Yeah, yeah. And to be honest, I'm surprised it took so long for Finland to close the border. But I also wanted to just comment on how the news stories of 
kind of been taken over. There used to be a lot more stories about about what's happening in Ukraine, but there seems to be a a, a shift since the start of the conflict in the Middle East that there's not as much being reported from from an international perspective anyway. But that was, yeah, my story was about Finland closing its border. And the reasons for it is that there's, you know, as you said, hybrid warfare going on of of um, an attempt to destabilize the European Union by uh, importing a whole lot of asylum seekers. And the response from, I just saw uh, today a response from the Russian side was that you know this is this is aggressive this is a this is because they are building NATO camps on the Finnish border and it's it's just so completely out of touch with reality as most propaganda is from from the state TV but what did you think about that and story? as as they as they claim always it's Russia Russophobia yeah <laughs> they yeah. use they like this word very much like everything that goes against them or as they respond to their aggression is Russophobia mm-hmm. so they're slowly getting isolated from the world from that direction anyway yes as the, it was, uh, I don't really remember who claimed it, that there would there should be a very f- high fence and crocodiles around with <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> this trench with water and crocodiles around it. That reminds me of a joke someone told me about, uh, you probably heard this one already, a Ukrainian and a Russian meet a genie who get granted a wish and the russian says build a big wall around russia to protect us from our enemies um and the ukrainian says have you built the wall and the genie says yes and he says okay fill it with concrete <laughs> yeah <laughs> my news of of the week is uh, that european european parliament leadership supports talk to ukraine's accession to european union uh, it's really great news, as uh, I thought that almost two years ago, we didn't even think about having this on our agenda. It was not uh, that close. And now we are just not the candidates. We are on our last steps uh, to return into uh, European uh, cradle. Yeah, and it, it happened uh, actually on Tuesday, uh, 28th, and so we take the uh, news from the last week, like the the most prominent event of the week, and the president of European European Parliament uh, said Ukraine is making impressive efforts to implement reforms that uh, the conference of presidents of European Parliament confirmed today that Ukraine has demonstrated a solid basis for open accession talks. So this type of news, just groundbreaking. Yeah, that's incredible. How much do you think it's been sped up by by the war? Do you think it would have happened otherwise? It would, but it would be a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, I say several years longer. It's like the war became uh, the catalyst for reuniting of Ukraine into European Union as it has been uh, centuries ago. Yeah, and I guess it's put more urgency on it as well. The urgency is crucial. 
let's go back to startups. Did you want to start with an example of a, a startup company from Ukraine? Yeah. First, when you decided on the topic uh, startups, the first one that came to mind is Reface. Now it's a bit large company, but it started like a small startup in uh, Kiev Mohila Academy by three students. And they have uh, founded this ML startup called Neocortex in 2011. And by uh, today, it evolved into a big company with 250 million downloads. And uh, worldwide known uh, celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Miley Cyrus, Britney Spears, Justin Bieber, Dua Lipa use this uh, app actually. And Reface are proud of their users. Like they put it on their website that those celebrities are among the top uh, among the top users of this app. And what is the purpose so, uh, of Reface? Uh, it's uh, face uh, swap oh, uh, technology. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you, uh, you can take your photo, uh, use some uh, video clip uh, from uh, some film or uh, music uh, video, and you substitute uh, the face of uh, that the person on the movie, mm-hmm. or on the yeah on the movie with your uh, face. And it's just amazing. Um, so what's where are yeah, they? And now? actually, they this technology wide? is not is not that uh, simple as um, when such technology started to evolve. Many were troubled about uh, deep fake use usage of the deep fake uh, in the news or yeah. in political uh, rushes. So, uh, but actually. This uh, app is more fun, like yeah. some, uh, yeah, it's it's not for uh, some other purpose. You, you cannot download your own. You can just use uh, the samples uh, that are free for use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. The one I wanted to start with was my favorite app for teaching, actually, is Grammarly which probably a lot of people who are listening have used it, but they didn't realize that it was a Ukrainian company. But it was started by Ukrainians. And this news article I found says, 200 million investment round announced by popular grammar checking tool Grammarly catapulted the company's value to 13 billion. So it's a success story of Ukrainian, a Ukrainian startup. Do you use Grammarly? I use it daily, but I, I knew that it was Ukrainian, but I never uh, dug in, in the story of this company. So it's it's calling itself an American cloud-based. I guess that's because it's now based in San Francisco, like most big tech companies, but started in started in um, U- in Ukraine as a browser extension for detecting plag- plagiarism, actually. So it was a way of testing whether someone's cheated with a document. And it was first used by university students who wanted to improve their English skills. And later it was offered to end user customers. And now it's a subscription-based interface. But even the free version, I think, is, is, is really helpful because it allows you to do things like change the tone of your writing. It, and it uses AI to allow you to do that. Do you find it very helpful? Yeah, I use free version. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more in use uh, for autocorrect. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
it's rare uh, that I use it uh, to uh, correct the text itself, but sometimes it's really in use. So it's it's my daily routine. I just uh, installed a plugin for browser, and when I work uh, on some tasks, flying emails or uh, writing some docs. Uh, I have this autocorrection and I don't have to sp spend time on uh, looking through this, through the text to find some misspells mm -hmm. or some actual mis mistakes in the text. Okay, let's pause the discussion now for this week's interesting fact. The fun fact is the first song that was performed in space was Luciana Nebo i Dumku Hodayo. I look at the sky and think. It was sung by Ukrainian cosmonaut Pavlo Popovich mm -hmm. on the uh, Soviet station Vostok uh, 2. Mm -hmm. And uh, specially for Ukrainian uh, spacecraft designer Sergei Korolev. Wow. As we talked last uh, yeah, yeah, episode yeah. Uh, about uh, him being Ukrainian. I think this it's, it's funny. <laughs> so the first song to be performed yeah that's ever ever been performed <laughs> in outer space that's amazing so if if aliens are picking up our transmissions from space that's what we'll hear yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's very cool that's very cool all right i have to confess i don't have a fun fact this time i'm sorry no, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> okay so should we talk about another company uh yeah We'll talk about, as you've uh, mentioned, about uh, educational one. Mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to talk about uh, Preply company. Preply. It's a platform. Okay. Yeah, it's a platform for which uh, learning. Mm -hmm. um, I think I've seen it. Um, you can register as a teacher. I think I remember seeing it. Yeah. Being able to... Yeah, it's 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 really uh, popular uh, worldwide, and I never knew that uh, was ours. I just I never used it, mm -hmm. and uh, I just heard that there is uh, this platform of Preply that allows teachers and students to these lessons, and um, there's an uh, artificial intelligence match in their core. Uh, but I never knew that it was Ukrainian. I and... didn't know either. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was uh, found in, uh, founded in uh, 12, 2012 mm -hmm. uh, by Ukrainian entrepreneurs Bihai, Dmitro Voloshin, and Lukasho, uh, Lukyanov. Mm -hmm. And with uh, three guys who just uh, started it, and now it has more than 35,000 tutors and over 50 languages in it. Wow. And um, as I mentioned, this th they um, added this uh, AI uh, algorithm to connect uh, students with tutors. Mm -hmm. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's such. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to avoid spending time on, on such things. Yeah. That whenever I hear something like that, I'm always like, ooh, how do I get in touch with them? Yeah, think, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. I'd heard of the company, but I didn't know that they were Ukrainian, like with with Grammarly. The other one I wanted to talk about was called Patron Badge, which is 
basically getting credit for your donations. So you can you get um, donors get unique badges for each donation and they can build their collection over time. So it's a way that people, their online personas can collect badges or collect credit for the donations that they make. And it was born out of necessity to combat fatigue amongst um, people who donate to you. Give them a sense of accomplishment for the long-term and generous donors. And I think it's going to be a really cool way of, you know, showing you're part of this community as well and to work with them at Balakun as well to reward people for, you know, hours that they've spent mentoring as well. And so it sort of gamifies your charity. Have Do they have military badges or their own? like you can customize them so you could make your own type of badge for your purpose oh, wow. yeah and users can attach them to their social media profiles they also have a way of setting it's a really great initiative yeah yeah what so was... like people people spend in money to have uh some uh stickers in uh, some messengers are pointless or they spend money on Something that is not cannot touch, like some uh, non fungible tokens. Yeah. But uh, those bad badges, Actually, they can have it as a uh, yeah as a, a symbol of their initiatives. Yeah, and and their solidarity as well. I think it's a really cool idea, and it's something that could be applied to so many different platforms, so many nonprofit organizations, and and things like that. Was your next? company or startup on your list uh next company that also started as a startup uh, is ajax a g a j a x ajax ajax it's uh as guy <laughs> i know uh, ajax I is more like Jav uh, javascript markup language so yeah. I, I call it the same <laughs> ajax I see, I see. uh in ukraine we call it ajax uh, i don't know maybe they go with the different Uh, pronunciation in uh, worldwide uh, i don't know but actually uh, they are uh, worldwide recognized and they have um awards in europe like, uh, on some marketplaces but exhibitions they have uh, rewards uh, it's a company that makes uh, everything to protect your house or uh, your flat uh, it have uh, smart outlets Uh, smart plugs, detection, uh, water leak detection, or uh, instability detection, and uh, door open detection. And build this of uh, like um, smart house. And, uh, they started in 2011, uh, and uh, their, their goal at that time was to uh, be a place. Oh, the medium between uh, inexpensive Chinese brands and expensive Western ones. So like the product for everyone. Mm -hmm. So that was uh, their main objective in the, in the beginning. And uh, in 12, uh, 2012, they uh, issued first uh, detectors and in 2015, they went wireless. So have this motion detectors, door window open, smoke, uh, glass break detectors. Yeah. And really great and uh during a uh, full scale invasion build this alert uh, app one or that there is an alert yeah 
Um, that reminds me of, do, do you remember the TV show iRobot? Yeah. Yeah, there's someone who has a smart house in that and it turns against them and someone hacks into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Common it's uh, a really plot for many uh, Black Mirror uh, episodes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It reminds also reminds me of that... Um, that uh, video you shared about the UN home security. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that funny one. <laughs> we should put a link to that in the in the description. <laughs> yeah, that was good. How about that meme? I'm gonna do the one of the guy, that guy driving in the car with places to do and people to see. Can you explain that to our non-Ukrainian audience? Yeah, it refers to uh, Taras Shmut's interview. Uh, Taras Shmut is a leader of uh, Back in the Life company uh, or uh, non-profit, non-profit organization. Uh, yeah, and in one interview, he he's ahead of it. And in one interview that he says that he said until that uh, he's not that uh, involved in all the process, processes in, in organization. He just more involved he, he does what he likes and part of some interesting projects so <laughs> yeah. um, we know that this uh, this non-profit organization is the only that is allowed to weapons uh, on behalf of state yeah uh, and those interesting projects uh, can be uh, understood both ways mm-hmm. i see i see and they that back on live has been around since t- 2014 i think yeah 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 and it's one of the biggest um well one of the most well known i think yeah on behalf of the state not just for their private use but on behalf of state and for military purposes. not it's not that them they are buying for themselves and use it uh, like para uh, para uh, troopers it's uh, their not a private military company <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's not military organization at all it's more of a, a charity organ, organization mm. uh, for for help they've raised millions i think if it's if it's not billions yeah 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 they do they do just amazing job please should i tell you about a new zealand company i think is exciting yeah, sure. Uh, it, it would be great. And uh, after that, I'll just finish up with naming some of uh, companies companies that were uh, startups also and known worldwide. I was at a conference this, this year that was organized by Biotech New Zealand, and there were lots of really interesting interesting companies there. But one of my favorites was a cute name. It's called Daisy Lab. Daisy Labs. And they are basically doing what what's called provision fermentation, which is just a nicer way of saying genetic engineering. They've rebranded genetic engineering by calling it, well, not this company, but the whole industry is trying to rebrand genetic engineering by calling it precision fermentation to make it sound less scary. They are developing a way to create dairy products like cheese and yogurt and milk from... So they're genetically modifying the yeast to make specific tastes of products that will taste like cheese or cream or the dairy products. So it's going to be something, you know, in the future when we're running out of space and running out of uh, the ability to produce dairy 
hopefully there's going to be uh, one, companies like this that are making our food from cultures that they grow on agar, uh, which don't take up very much space and don't damage the environment the same way that um, the dairy industry does. And it's quite interesting because the agriculture and dairy is one of our biggest export products. It's, it's interesting to see how they're kind of navigating the landscape of to be a disruptive technology. But I think it's definitely something that's going to be needed in the future as a way of producing products more sustainably without damaging the environment as much. And I thought it, it was it was very useful for those with the lactose intolerance or vegetarian oriented or vegan even. Yeah. So uh, there's they, no uh, yeah, there's there's no milk in it. Yeah. <laughs> the person who presented it was a um said she was a vegan but <laughs> um realized that uh that there isn't it's not very sustainable to make things vegan either if you you know everything's coming from soy products so it's um sort of her solution to all the the environmental damage that especially in New Zealand um the farming industry is creating is is a way of creating foods from agar plates and i don't know how they taste right now but i think i think that as they get better it'll be They'll, they'll taste more like there's got quite a few companies is, that are making you know artificial meat from cells but basically lab grown meat got any companies like that in ukraine i've heard something about that surely we have some supermarkets who have such products yeah. uh, but it's very rare yeah so it's almost it's incredibly it's, it's not present at the moment yeah it's incredibly expensive at the moment to have lab grown meat but I think it's going to be something that's made in the future. Great for astronauts too, I guess. <laughs> you can have a fresh yeah, day yeah. in space. Yeah. yeah, and it can be preserved yeah. also. Yeah. The problem is, gives meat its texture is muscle fibers, and you can't really grow that in a lab very effectively yet. So you can grow muscle cells, but you can't make them form fibers and... Well, you can, but it's very expensive. You know, um, apply tension and apply um, strain and stress to the muscle fibers because that's what gives meat its its particular yeah. texture. Um, so it's at the moment it's incredibly expensive to make uh, a fake steak. What other companies did you have on your list? Yeah, <clears throat> I have several. I think that many. Uh people uh, used them but they, they didn't realize it was they were ukrainian mm -hmm. like gitlab portal for developers yeah. it's an open source jobs life cycle it uses git uh, it uses system backtracking system wiki, wiki and it's like for uh, use for development uh, we have also uh, this one will find it uh, interesting uh, it's called petcube Mm -hmm. A company that makes gadgets for pet owners. First device that they made was one that uh, allows you to remotely monitor, talk, and play laser games with your pet. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Uh, and uh, for um, Mac users, for uh, Apple users, uh, it's a MacPaw company. Mm -hmm. that uh, makes antiviruses, cleaners, and uh, several other applications for 
and also there's they have this subscription system that you can have many applications by uh, with one subscription in it okay so you have one only one subscription and have uh, the amount of applications uh, to use um next next one is deposit photos uh mm -hmm. many uh, uh, people use it and you can just name them uh, it's Rido, people ai Petera, Restream, Fireflight, uh, 3D Look, and uh, uh, Influ, Asper, and I believe that there are a lot more of them. They're just the most popular ones. What What's the PetCube one? I'm interested in this. They make devices that allow you to play games with your dog when you're at home, when you're not at home. I haven't looked at it as I don't have a pet, <laughs> uh, unfortunately. Yes. <laughs> I I, I adore animals, but I, I cannot allow myself uh, to have one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you a link uh, yeah, to it. I think you'll be more than interested in it. <laughs> it yeah. has this uh, funny website with uh, beautiful animals in it. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to have a look at that. Um, I I don't know if I told you I recently got a harness for um, harness to put my GoPro on my dog. Speaking with my dog, oh. she's just started barking. Can you hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm not sure whether my mic picks up really, but yeah, she talks. <laughs> she talks. She talks. She talks when people walk past the window. Um, it's funny who she barks at. So she she doesn't really bark at women and children, but if a big guy walks past, she always goes off at them. <laughs> is she trying to protect you, or uh, is she just greeting them? Um, I think she's, I, I I think she's trying to frighten them. She's trying to pretend that she's a big scary dog. So <laughs> <laughs> a big wolf. A big wolf. Yeah. She she's got um delusions of grandeur about her size. She thinks that she can take on on um anyone. But yeah, I was uh, I I um I got this harness to put the GoPro on on the dog, and she it's a bit it's a little bit too big for her, and kind of I think it cramps her style a little bit. But it's quite funny watching the videos of from her perspective. <laughs> Because you can see her like ears flapping back as she runs back. It's quite funny. I'll have to send you a video <laughs> of her her first feature film. <laughs> All right. So should we? How's the haircut? Oh, haircut's great. She 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 was showing it off to everyone who walked past today. She's she goes <laughs> and says, "Look at me! Look at me!" Um, <laughs> she definitely uh likes. She's so well behaved for the groomer. Um, like every time I take her to the groomer, she's the the groomer says, "Oh, she was so well behaved. She was so you know tolerant and patient." And then whenever I try to to cut her hair, she's like, "Nope, nope, 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 nope." <laughs> Leave it to professionals. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "You are not. You don't know what you're doing." <laughs> so we've talked about lots of different companies, and we'll add links to the descriptions if you want to look up any of the ones that we talked about. Um, but it's been an interesting in interesting experience looking up some of these companies and finding out where they started and 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 also where they're going. Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how 
they respond to you know the environment of of being at a country in war and how they're adapting as well and there's going to be a lot of probably some sort of I don't know if that it's the right word to use but an explosion of, of technologies coming coming from Ukraine over the over the next few years I imagine do you think yeah uh, we have this uh, ambition mm. to become um, the most uh, IT proficient country and to export uh, like the the biggest uh, international trade is uh, would be IT mm. so it's uh, an, an ambition of uh, some uh, officials yeah. yeah, and there were some talks uh, that uh, after the occupation of Crimea, Crimea will become the next Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a nice thought. The San Francisco of of Europe. Here we oh, go oh, yeah, with we the to... Ukrainian oh, word oh, today. Yes, I've been practicing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can come up with uh, a little <laughs> bit easier one because it, it has to sound, it has to sound that is very hard for foreigners to pronounce. Yeah. Uh, I cannot come up with this word as we talked about Grammarly and Preply. Uh, mm. I come up with the word education, Osvita. It will be much easier for you to pronounce. We'll start with easy ones. Okay. All right. Say Osvita. Osvita. Os Os Osvita. Osvita. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't have this aspiration on t, like uh, it's in English. Uh -huh. We have uh, it without aspiration. Osvita. D, d, d. Like Osvita. this. Osvita. Osvita. Yeah. Yeah. Osvita. And, uh, and uh, next is uh, the stress. Osvita. 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 Great. Great. I got it. <laughs> All right. <Yeah. laughs> My word for you is discombobulate. Discombobulate. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> oh, what does it mean? Combobulate means to confuse. So the example sentence, this attitude totally discombobulated Bruce, but it's one of those words that nobody ever uses. <laughs> so you'd be you'll you'll probably surprise people if you ever use it but i thought it would be a fun one <laughs> <laughs> let's wrap it up for today thank you so much everyone for listening and if you enjoyed our podcast please like and subscribe we'll see you next week with more content